Hello, everybody. Welcome to That Band Life. I'm Jeff Young, director of Camps at Music for All from Indianapolis, Indiana. And I'm Bobby Lambert, director of bands at Wando High School in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. That Band Life, a podcast about making our careers as music educators more fulfilling so we can be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative. Today's show is about major parades, how to get ready for one, and once you get in, what happens and what to expect. Before we begin, I want to tell you about the Dynamic Marching Shop. This podcast is coming to you ad-free. One way you can support us is by visiting our website, dynamicmarching.com. Sign up for all of our courses or some of them, and uh, you can also purchase products there on things like shoes and rifles and podiums, megaboxes, flagpoles, plume case bags. I, know I love the plume case that. bags. Many times people just continue to order products from the same people, but if you look at our prices, you might change your mind. We even offer deeper discounts for large orders. I love doing a big shoe order. So mm -hmm. anyway, give us a chance to win your business. And, uh, you know, you need good shoes when you're in a parade. That's right. Everybody does. I remember the when I was in high school, I marched in the, uh, the uh, what was it? A Fiesta Bowl pageant of bands oh. in, in Tempe. And the bass drummer in front of me. Uh, I think her name was Elizabeth. She had blood going up the white pants from the, her from her heel, and it was like oh, halfway no. up her calf because her wasn't blisters. Good wasn't good she shoes. Didn't do good shoes. Nope. Didn't have the MTX or the velocity. <laughs> I don't remember what we marched in back in the dark ages. Uh, band. Right, I know it. I it was just like whatever clogs. <laughs> <laughs> we were just tougher back then. Yeah. You like that Southern accent, right? When I, when I'm not thinking about it and I'm trying to be all tough and mighty easily, I, you have no idea, Jeff Young, you, you get, you are the beneficiary of some really good filtering on Bobby Lambert. Let me tell you. Hey, so the, we were talking about some of the big parades and of course we know the Rose parade and the Macy's Thanksgiving day parade. And, but there, there are some others. There's the Orlando parade at Thanksgiving. There's the Philadelphia parade. There, uh, Chicago has a parade. I, I think that there, there are, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. The, the one in Orlando that's, and I think it's Thanksgiving day, if I'm not mistaken, but I, Oh, I just meant I the think, one you can pretty much do any day of the year. Oh, well, Oh, I see. Well, I see what you're saying. It like the performance in the parade at, at Disney is always a blast. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the kids, especially if they've not, if you have a bunch of kids who have never been to Disney, getting to go backstage is yeah. kind of worth the price of admission there. Really cool. Yeah, we were, we were talking earlier about the the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, about Wes Watley is the kind of the producer of that, or I guess director, maybe that's the, the better term. And he Wes, coordinates when you the- you retire, by the way, I want your job, just so you know. Oh, my, see, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure, because like, he does such a good job. We were, this is what we were saying before. He does such a good job of honoring the past. I mean, there's a freaking movie about your parade, basically. And that, and that's the opening scene. And then there is like, you know, culturally responsible being, um, aware of, of current trends, you know, that trying to reach a new audience of young people. How do you, how do you make the, the 60 year old who's watched this every year of their life and the 16 year old yeah, it's amazing. enjoy this? Yeah. The, the, it's, it's just. Out, outstanding you need to have in the the tv announcers and their scripts the mm -hmm. colors the themes the balloons everything 
Well, I think what, what we wanted to talk about today is if you are considering doing this, we kind of wanted to highlight maybe the Rose and the uh, Macy's parade, maybe the most, because that's, I think that the, the process to get in and the process, the expectation is just a little bit different. I won't say higher. It's just different. Like there are specific things you have to do to be considered and to be there. So for example, a lot of people don't know this for the Macy's parade. They do not want you to play Christmas music. Hmm. They, they really discourage you from playing anything Christmas related because this is a Thanksgiving day parade only at the end when Santa Claus comes out, does the Christmas season begin? But the previous hour and 30 minutes is about Thanksgiving and this year. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're very much discouraged from doing that. It used to be, if you did one and were good enough, you could be the Santa band, but that's, that's not really exactly the case anymore of how they do it. Which Fisher so, was the Santa band this year and mm-hmm. their entire fall show is Christmas music. So right. Maybe that's right. Exactly. The Santa band. Right. Right. So it, it's just, a, it, but all the material they give you is going to say, no, please, please avoid Christmas music. So everybody, so, everybody's seen it. So nuts and bolts wise, how was the application process for Macy's? You, you have to send in some video of a show that you've done and any parade experience that you may have. I, I, I think we just did videos of performances that we had given. And then there's a pretty extensive um, process about uh, the, the application. Just uh, what has your band accomplished? How long have you been there? Um, and one of the things I do remember is what makes your band different and special from anyone else we may consider for this. They want to hear some of the stories. Like, you know, I remember one year I I heard on there, no one in the band had ever been on a plane before and they flew to the Macy's parade. And that was kind of their niche that they found in. Um, For us, we were one of the few Catholic private schools to ever be in the parade. So everybody has one of those things. And I would say that it's, they look at the country and they look at everybody who's applied and they say, we would like something that represents the largest net, the largest scope of the country. So if you have two really good bands from Florida that that, uh, that audition, it's only going to go to one of them. Yeah. Now, the second band from Florida may be better, quote unquote, than all the other bands. But because they really want to be geographically diverse, they they will stay away from single state representation yeah, and, really and focus smart. on. Yeah. That's really smart. Yeah. It, it is. It, it can stink sometimes. That's why a lot of most people will go. If you're thinking about doing it at your state convention, you need to ask some of the people who may do it. And for high school directors, don't forget there are colleges that are now starting to really get into this more and more. You used to almost never see a college marching band in the in Macy's. And now, you know, this year they had uh, uh, what was the one of the first bands. It was their first time ever being there. It wasn't Texas a and yeah, uh, no, no. F- Florida had been Florida has been there before, but I- anyway, or Alabama A and M maybe. Yes, it was it was an HBCU. Yeah, yeah, and it was I think their first their first time ever being there, but more more and more colleges are coming, and there are some that, you know, they've come multiple times. In uh, Virginia Tech, has two marching bands. There's the traditional marching band. And then there's the military-based marching band. And the military, Heidi Tidies, I think, is the is the name of that. And they 
if you're around the Virginia area and they apply, it's probably going to go to them. Yeah. They have just such a unique story about how they still exist in cooperation with the other marching band. At least that's what it was. I, I honestly don't know in the past years, but all that to say the application process is pretty intense, but it may not be as intense as the Rose Parade application process. There, There is a lot that goes into that. They want to see, you know, what you do look like in a parade. They want to see what you sound like. They want to see, you know, what kind of, what kind of things are you doing? Because for them, it is a year long interaction with you. Once you are asked to be in the parade, they, they will have people come out to visit you. You will come out to visit them. And they really think of this as, as a relationship building between the two communities. So it's, it's a very serious kind of thing. I think the other part too, is when you actually go the Macy's parade folk, like you have to go up in October to do a pre-site visit if you're accepted Mm -hmm. and it's a full day of meetings. I mean, that's actually where I met Joel Denton thoroughly. He, we were both in the the parade together at 2007 and Greg had sent me and we, he, he was a big help that day, but you, you, you even ride, get on a bus and ride the parade route. They show you where you're going to be staged. They tell you how the rehearsal is going to work. And we'll talk about that more in a little bit, but that's a, and then when you actually get to New York, they have just a couple of events that you have to, to attend, but not very much. The Rose Parade, however, there are a lot of things that you, you have to participate in. Band Fest. Oh, yeah. Uh, you have to do that. There are other meetings that maybe the president may have that you are uh, required, voluntold, that you should be at. Um, again, it's about building a community. So I'd say the Rose Parade is a little bit more extensive. Once you get there, there's a lot more expected of you. And just so everybody knows, if there's any chance you'll make Grand Nationals finals, you know, in the next few years, you do get to choose, or I don't even think it's a finalist. Maybe it might even be semifinalist, but you can choose, uh, the checkbox that says, if, if, uh, if considered, I would go to the Rose Parade next year. Right. So they they have been choosing for a while there. They, every Grand National champion was automatically entered into the Rose Parade. Right. Um, but then now it's like uh, people people say yes, I would be interested, and they choose someone from from Grand Nationals to. to and who was it this past year, Jeff? I can't tell you. <laughs> oh, did did they not announce it, or do you not remember? Well, wasn't Mason last year? Mason was last year. Yeah, I don't. Look, and they're they're going to the Rose Parade now. Yes, but I don't remember who was chosen this year for next year's. I okay. I thought it was the Woodlands, but I may be wrong. Okay, people can correct us in the comments. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sorry, everybody, <laughs> and, and definitely sorry to the Woodlands folks yeah. uh, if I if I got that wrong. I just wasn't there when they announced it. I wasn't in in Lucas Oil when that happened. Right. Yeah, but but that is a cool thing. Like I I remember we had to have some serious conversations about that um, when we came the last two times, and and unfortunately there was one where we were like you know was uh, band booster president at Carmel. We had just done Macy's in twenty twenty eleven slash twenty twelve, I guess that that time, and then won Grand Nationals in twenty twelve, and they were mm-hmm. like, and attending the Rose Parade in twenty fourteen. Carmel High School, and I remember our band booster president turning to me, and just like his head just hung yeah. low. Like everyone was excited except the band booster president. Yes, because he's like, we got to raise another 
quarter of a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's it is not cheap to go yeah. to those things, especially yeah. when flights are involved. Yeah, as soon as that happens, you're doing a thousand dollars per kid without breaking a sweat, and then like twelve to fifteen thousand dollars for instrument transfer. Oh yeah, if you're going to fly them, it's going to be around that. I mean, we we paid twelve thousand dollars to get our instruments to Midwest a few years ago. And you have to decide, is it is it worth hiring a truck to go there and do it for you or not? I it depends. Yeah. Some some places. I think when Claudia Taylor Johnson came, they did have a truck driver bring everything up. But I, I that's I'm sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you. No, please, please. Um, let's say you're in Macy's, okay? You you've got it. You're gonna go. What do you expect uh, rehearsal-wise when you get there? I think this was the thing that blew my mind the most was when I went out on my first inspection trip for Macy's is uh, they were like, okay, set your alarm. You're going to get up at one in the morning. Maybe yes. Two, if you're lucky. Yes. And you're going to do what, Bobby? You are going to go through TV, the, the TV place, the, the, the area right in front of the 34th Street, and you get about three shots to get exactly what you want in that space. And it allows the camera producer, director, everybody to see what you're doing and set the camera angles in that moment to make sure that they are capturing the spirit of what you're doing. Sometimes you can give them some ideas, but more often than not, they want to see it. And I mean, they're the professionals at it. They find some unique things that maybe you wouldn't have thought about, but like literally they're like, okay, you line up behind the red ready line. Mm -hmm. Okay. And when they yell action, you go. And sure enough, that's what it was. And you have them go. And sometimes like I've seen bands, like they didn't go quite far enough. And so I have to reset and do those things because they didn't quite measure as carefully. But it's, it is basically 20 minutes of go, 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 go. And Run then you're back. done. Do it again. Run, Run it, it back. back. We, you, we yeah. did it three times and we, we, they, we got done with the second one and they were like, you know what? We, I think we have what we have. You, you guys seem fine. And we said, you know what? We we want to do one more just to put it in the can and be done. And and, and, and we've all did. seen how a lot of people will do maybe two or three drill sets. I would call it drill yep. sets, but it's you know changes in formation, staging, mm -hmm. or whatnot. That's not the hard part because you practice that no. at home pretty easily. You it's know? getting but there, getting from the red ready line to the first formation. To the star going to use is. Uh, it's a six to five at best, maybe a yes. five to five, depending on your tempo. And there's no time for a long count off or getting, nope. you know, it's like tap, 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 six to Go. five. Everyone yep. steps off at once. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yes. Yes. And I, oh, there are a lot of different ways that people practice that, but it is something that's like, you will know the exact dimensions of all of that. Yeah. It is exactly here to here in the center of the star from the red ready line. And you, you have that memorized. And there was because one this year that really struggled with that part of it. Not that they, mm -hmm. they probably nailed it in practice, but in execution at, uh, on TV, you could tell they didn't, they didn't get to yeah. their dots in time. Half the group was still jazz running to get in place. <sighs> it was probably you just, just don't want that. Probably just couldn't hear or missed right. the step off or I don't know what, but it's. Well, we should also mention that the, oh. for the, the Macy's parade, you're at the end. Right. Like that perform, you have already marched about a mile, uh, 1.6 miles, if I'm not mistaken. There's, it's just not that far. Now it's two and a half miles. It doesn't seem oh. that long. Okay. But. 
Got it. You know, when, when we did the parade the first time, it marched through um, through Times Square, but now it does not go through no. Times Square anymore. So. No. I, I don't think I've ever gone through Times Square there. They yeah. had recently changed that. And that was back that was back in 20, 2007, I thought. Mm-hmm. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, all that to say, so that's that's your you, you may depending on where you are in the parade, it starts the block is from one to four. And if you are the first band on, you go at one o'clock. If you're the next band on, you go at one thirty. If you're the next band, two, and so forth, so on and so forth. And when you're done, you don't go back to your hotel and get in bed. Oh, and we should we should mention you're in full uniform for this. Yeah, they want to see everything. It's not like we'll we'll, we'll get out the show flags later. <laughs> Stay up, drink lots of yeah. coffee. You go to like a hard rock cafe. You go to a restaurant that you have you and your tour directors have rented out that morning. And you, the kids are excited because it's so intense, and then they crash hard. It's tough, yeah. And and yeah. I say coffee, but honestly, we were all nervous as adults because you know we're used to drinking coffee in the morning, but uh, you can't you can't leave the parade route. You no can't way. go to a, a porta potty. So like if one, you well, Jeff, the rule is you can, but you will not come back. Right. You got to find your way to wherever the band is at the end because you're going to miss correct. everything. Yeah. Yes. Um, yes. And so, you know, we were all just trying to drink as little as possible, um, but still have enough energy to I know. to stay up through it. That's really challenging. Now, there's Porta, there's Porta Johns, you know, at the starting line when you're waiting, right. you know, at, at Central Park, um, waiting for it to start, waiting to get on the parade route. But uh, right. it's just something so to keep it, in mind. So let's let's say that you did the four o'clock time slot. You you got the that's the best one, and you you go and eat, and it's now say six thirty seven o'clock. Then you have to make your way back to Central Park and line up, and you just stand there for a because while. The parade, yep. yeah, the parade doesn't start until nine, but it doesn't really start. It it starts down at the storefront. But none of the parade actually moves. They have to get through a number of things at the storefront. And then when that's over or just before, that's when they, they want the parade to kind of line up right with the ending of the storefront. Uh, so you stand there from, gosh, maybe almost two hours. Yeah. Hour and a half it's at least. kind of cool because like Jimmy Fallon will walk by. Yeah. And, you know. <laughs> Do you know my kids lost their mind? I, I had a young woman bump into me and she was like, oh, sorry. I was like. Don't mind me. I'm just standing here. No big deal. And I turned back around and my kids from Marion, their eyes were like saucers. Mr. Lambert, did you know who that was? I said, no. Who is that? They're like, that was Ariana Grande. And she just bumped into you. (laughs) You were kind of short with her after that. Well, yeah, she bumped into me and she didn't seem very, very apologetic. So Ariana, if you're listening to our podcast, I would love a full apology and I will be gracious and very much granted. If you help you think out she's a listener of band life. <laughs> you you know what I, else I got a kick out of is standing in line waiting. Uh, you so you have they obviously hire like Broadway dancers and professional dancers to to be with the floats. So like if Jimmy Fallon's on a float singing with Megan Trainer or whatever, they have dancers around yes. the float, right? So yes. it's kind of cool watching them mark through their performances because right. they're not superstars; they're just actors and dancers from the New York area that were hired to do this parade. And I, I really got a kick out of kind of watching that, uh, watching the balloon wrangler. Yeah. And you know, one thing that's cool too, Jeff, is that all the clowns that are in the parade are Macy's employees. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you see a clown or just somebody waving or kind of dressed up, if they're not one of the da- obvious dancers or singers there, they are a Macy's employee. They, fact, like, they, they don't like crown, uh, clowns at all. So <laughs> I probably avoided all the clowns because I did. Yeah, I bet you did. Creepy. I bet you did. So you, you do the performance, yeah. you do the TV area, and then the parade is done. You, you play a little bit more for the, the employees' families are at the other side, and then, then you're About done. Like half a block, and then, yep. yeah, then you're at the, the major train station down there, and you just kind of board your buses and get out of there. And get out. Mm-hmm. Now, the now, Rose Parade. The picture happens a, then, too, now. I don't know if that happened when you were there, but that, that process was a less than optimal last time I did Macy's last year, but... Eventually, I do remember yeah. us going to the post office. Yeah, that's where it was. And and doing that. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tarpon the, Springs was right behind uh, right behind us. So we, we were all kind of hanging out together there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Um, the Rose Parade. It, like I said, it's a relationship. Wait, uh, yeah. Uh, before we get into that, real quick, one more thing with Macy's. How oh. did you prepare for Macy's at home? Did you... Was it like the month of November, uh, you know, you've got three weeks from the end of your marching band season till Macy's. What what kind of rehearsals did you do? Well, you already have to have the routine done in August and in the cam because you send it to them. And when you go to your meeting in August, they say yes or no. Mm-hmm. And there were things, luckily, both both times we made it out okay. But there were things from other bands where they were like, yeah, this, this color flag is not going to show up or that what you're doing right here is not going to work. And they would, they talked to them about how they could change it. Those last after, you know, grand nationals or state or whatever it was that we, I guess it was grand nationals for both of those. It, it was a couple of times a week. We would go outside and, and get trying to get used to the cold mm-hmm. playing and performing. And we even, you know, there was one day it was particularly cold and we said, we definitely want to go outside with this. And we had to use rubbing alcohol for the valves of the of the horns because it has a lower freezing point and we wanted to because we both times we were there the weather was actually pretty nice but we wanted you want to think about every eventuality yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah so with that one it it is a lot of and we every football game we had done we did the macy's sequence and made everything kind of work around that um so those kids got to where they could do that in their sleep that's cool. I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So Rose back to Rose Parade. So this the I think the preparation for Rose Parade requires a little ingenuity. Yeah. And, <laughs> and honestly, I'm gonna let you Greg talk Bim. about this. Yeah, our good friend Greg Bim, who you worked with, and I've just known him forever. Um, he's just the type of person who'll research something, you know, to the nth degree if if he knows he has to to do it. And he, you said you were there when he did this, but he he created based on satellite photography and what and what Rose Parade sent out. He he created basically um, a drawing that was an exact representation of the turn. Now, the way Rose Parade works is you get dropped off, and you know very quickly after you get onto the parade route is TV corner, and that's where the overhead cameras are, the jib cameras, the the TV lights, the the announcers from like ten different stations. So it, as opposed to Macy's where it's at the end, this is like right at the very beginning, and the turn is this wide sweeping hundred and five degree right turn. It's not anything you're 
your uh, that you've ever done before, probably in a parade in your hometown, because it's most streets are 90 degree turns and they're pretty tight. This is a wide sweeping boulevard as, as you turn from Orange Grove onto Colorado. And so he came up with, uh, you know, what exactly are the dimensions of this and then wrote out, okay, now how do you spray paint this or tape this or chalk this on your own lot at home? Uh-huh. Especially if you if you were thinking of the center person trying to keep a relative eight to five stride around. So of course the people on the inside have a much smaller stride, people on the outside. But he he kind of figured if the middle person, if you have like eight or nine people, if the middle person keeps an eight to five stride, the people on the outside, when you do have to turn the curve, will not be so tasked that they can't do it. And his whole thing was we measure steps all the time. Why would we not do this in this yeah. sweeping turn? And I think it's 110 degrees, right? Jeff? 105, I think 105. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, he has it, uh, it measured out like you, you, how to calculate the width of your group and how to, you know, how to yeah. actually measure this and put it down on a lot because it's not, it's not very intuitive. So what yeah. I did last week, um, I got a call from our good friend Avius, who was at Mason. Yeah. And, and uh, Mason's doing Rose Parade this year. And he just said, hey, you know, do you know how to do this? And I said, yes, I have the Greg Bing Bim document. And so what I did is I put it into Adobe Illustrator and I nice. did all the measurements with like, you know, modern software and everything. And then I broke it apart. Uh, into a document that lays out, okay, first, first you measure this and mark this, then you measure this and mark that. And it's, it's probably an hour process to get this taped down. Um, but now, now that I have that document all nice and pretty, um, Greg, with your permission, is Greg a listener? (laughs) You know, better than that. (laughs) Greg might not be listening, but if you do, uh, Greg, uh, with your permission, I'd love to share that with other groups. So if you're ever doing Rose Parade, please reach out to us. I'm yeah. happy to share that. And, um, you know, and after that, there's a whole list of things, how to practice it. And, and, you know, I did this the last time I did this, we actually had to tape this down three separate times. Cause I, I was the marching person for the Rose Parade honor band, the music for all honor band two years ago. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have the same rehearsal facility three times in a row. We had separate rehearsal facilities. Wow. Um, just due to a snafu with one of the high schools. Um, so I taped it in a parking lot. I taped it in this giant parking lot where the Oakland A's play. Uh, you know, that was a re- really interesting. And then um, I forget where the other one was, but got pretty good at it. It got it down to 45 minutes or so, but it, it okay. it's, it's, it's time consuming. It's involved. Yeah, it's involved. And then you, then you, go about okay how do we practice this so that we look Mm -hmm. great from above that's what everybody's worried about that first turn looking you know straight lines feet together on the turn right it's a big deal because once you do get through tv corner you it's it's awesome there are just millions and i say that word without hyperbole millions of people along the route that are just so happy yes five miles and it will maybe dissipate a little bit near the very end. And then my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. The In-N-Out, In-N-Out Burger. Burger. Yep. Oh, they have these so huge industrial semi-trailer trucks that can feed yes. everybody in the parade. And yes. you can get two burgers, two doubles, whatever. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. 
so the, the structure of that, <laughs> yeah, the structure of that, there's not kind of a thing of you have to play a certain thing or you don't have to play a certain thing. It's it, but it is a, you know, of course, festive and, and however you want to bring that to light, but you, you don't want something that has a ton of development because the cameras are only going to be on you for a certain amount of time. And you want that to kind of be, this is really special. I remember when we did TV corner, we played, was it sweet home Chicago? Can't remember, but it was whatever we played. We actually did not play that anymore in the rest of the parade. Oh really? Because we've worn the kids out. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty intense thing. The rest of the parade. And we learned this from Alfred Watkins. We did these short, like 30 second kind of fun. I, they weren't pep band tunes, but it was more like the, maybe the first verse and the chorus of a popular song and then oh. done and then cadence. And then another one, um, 30 to 40 seconds of a tune. And the reason he did that is because you, you want to play as much as possible. And if you spread that out, you can make it, it, it works a lot easier. And people want to hear you. a long song, you probably end up playing a couple cadences in between. And then you've got all these Maybe. people who never heard you. That's play. right. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, they beg for it. Yeah. Play something, play something. And you want you want to be able to do that. So we we stole that idea from Alfred, and we had about like just four, maybe four or five, of the parade route tunes that we did, and it worked out great. It worked out completely. And remember, if you're doing Rose Parade, it's likely going to be pretty nice during the mm -hmm. parade. I mean, it's Pasadena; it's nice all the time. But when you get dropped off at like six in the morning, <laughs> it's the desert. So. I, I don't know if that's technically what you would call it, but it's kind of like really cold at night it's and it just good, yeah. hasn't quite uh, warmed up. So just it be ready Chile. for that. And you can't it really bring jackets because you don't want to carry them with you. So no, everybody's going to be a little chilly until the parade starts. Just that's be right. aware of that. That's yeah. it. Exactly. I, I think with all those parades, any of the parades you do, and if you're, if you're doing Orlando, if you're doing Philadelphia, there is a tradition and history to the marching band being in an event like that. Yeah. And the thing that I, I used to hate parades and now I see them for what they are. This may be the first time young people will ever see a marching band mm -hmm. and you can decide what that is. It's also something that is a bit nostalgic for everybody who has you know, gone through this band life yeah. quite a bit. And, seeing a seeing a marching band in a parade i think it's what the military people feel when they hear their song being played for them mm -hmm. so i i just however you're going to do it make sure that you are you and your students are ready to commit to the time that it's going to take to make it go it's what what's it is not a substitute for competition is? Um, like if you could just sum up your philosophy for how you want them to sound or what you want them to focus on during a parade, what, what's your like number one thing? Exciting and characteristic. Mm -hmm. I want them to make characteristic sounds on their instrument and I want them to be energized about the music. So, and that's a delicate balance, right? Mm -hmm. If I, I want to play with a great tone, well, I'd better not play too loud. It's a lot easier to play with a great tone at mezzo forte. Well, no, we want to learn how to play that and, and conserve our energy. So uh, what I was saying before is uh, the parades like this are not a substitute for competition. 
And what I mean by that is if you're saying we want a kind of an easier year, maybe this isn't the best band we've ever had. So maybe we'll look at Macy's instead, or maybe we'll look at, nah, that's not going to go real well for you. It, it's just not, it, you, you think it's easier. It is not. It's just a different type of focus. And I would say it's maybe even a more pinpointed focus because you know, you may have millions of people. Well, you will have millions of people watching it. Yeah. And boy, you, you want to make sure that you, and you're, you're, here's the biggest difference between the two though. The community goes crazy over both the Rose Parade and the Macy's Parade. Yeah. I mean, we would talk about being whatever at Grand Nationals, they'd be like, oh, okay. And we're also going to be on the Rose Parade. Oh my gosh, that, that's incredible. Visually is way different than what I'm looking at for marching band field show competition. It's feed in time. Every, every grandma can tell if your feet are not in time, right? Mm -hmm. So feet in time is absolutely the most important thing. Yeah. But upper body posture and the way that especially brass players hold their instruments. Um, I'm really picky on that in parades. I'm not yeah. super picky about leg shape or, yeah. you know, height of toes. It's feet in time and perfect upper body posture and horn, horn carriage because right. If, if your horns are facing the ground and your upper bodies are swaying back and forth, it just looks sloppy. Now, yeah. some people design, uh, you know, like an HBCU style marching band in a parade, they're going to be throwing their shoulders and horns around. Right. And like, it's a different, that's like more of a, you know, show band style. Mm -hmm. uh, but for a high school band, who's, who's like a competitive field show type band, I would say just really work on that upper body posture and yep. horn carriage. And the kids will fight you, I think, a little bit on that at first because it feels like it's just a parade. Yeah. And the the best thing I can I can tell you is watching as many groups as you can and letting them see that, hey, did you see this one kid? Hey. That's that one kid sticking out. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be that kid. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, there's lots of I, other parades out there, but we just want to kind of talk a little bit about the big two mm -hmm. and uh, you know, if you need any advice for parades, reach out to us. We're not, uh, we're not just all about the field show thing. It's all about that band life here. So any, any concluding thoughts there, Bobby? I, I think that both of those parades and, and many of the parades can be very galvanizing for your community. And if you are looking for something, especially more in the recruiting side of things or something to really get your parents behind, those two are excellent options for you, but it still requires the same amount of work and the same amount of dedication as anything else you would have normally done. It's a great option, but you just need to know what you're getting into. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. And until next time, I'm Jeff Young. And I'm Bobby Lambert. And this is That Band Life.